0: All right, what's up, folks? kapal Swift episode here. Another special one with someone I have been trying to get for a long time, and he has very graciously uh, helped me out here with some some timing issues because we're going to talk about one of my, my favorite apps, and I'm sure it's an app you all know as developers, and if you don't, then shame on you. You should by the end of the episode because it's <laughs> going to make your life so much better. I got Antoine Vandaly with me today. Uh, for rock, I, I'm going to say rocket sim fame, but so many things, right? Um, <laughs> hey, Antoine, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thank you uh, for inviting me over. You know, I feel honored to be here and talk about the thing that I love the most as well. You know, so yeah, happy to be here. Great. Thank you. So we're, we're going to dive right into this because we got so much to cover. So, um, rocket sim, uh, you know, I, I describe it to people as kind of, you know the, the 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 iOS simulator we all deserve right yeah. <laughs> is is the way that i describe it but please uh you know do go, go we're going to dive into the features in that here but give people an overview of of what the app is um and and how it works and and what it does because i think you'll probably do it so much better justice than i do uh, because i'll probably yeah. just gush about all the features that i love on it so go for it <laughs>
1: Well, honestly, I struggle always to explain what RocketSim does because there's there's no single thing that it really does, right? Um, and, and you ask 10 users and everyone gives you a different explanation because it's kind of like fitting your workflow as a developer and it makes the things you do easier. But, you know, if you're working on an app with location support, you will tell that RocketSim is great for simulating the location in the simulator. But if you're often testing network conditions, you would probably say like, hey, the simulator airplane mode is really a game changer for me. Um, and, and so there there's like different, I would say major features that you can't find in the default Xcode simulator um, that I'm adding. And my my end goal with it, which maybe describes it the best, is to make you as an engineer more productive, allowing you to spend more time on features instead of, you know, just making sure your debug setup is working as expected.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that's a, a real good description right there because, uh, you know, there there is... What I like about it too is the, the, the interface is nice and simple um, and very easy to use. But the more you look, the more you find those things like the airplane mode and those toggles that are in there. And, you know, I, I'm sure other people have been there too, you know... For me as well, being a left-handed uh person, you know, trying to do the you're in the simulator and you're using the mouse or a touchpad and you're trying to do the swipe up to to get the, into the options to turn on and off things like airplane mode and and you know, dark and light mode and all of those kind of things, um can be an exercise in frustration when you're trying to swipe on this virtual screen. And and so mm. having those buttons in there is great. Um, you know, definitely for me. One of the sort of the parts of the app that I use the most is the screenshots. And, and I sort of want to start there because, you know, as we all know, to, to put it, to make a fantastic app is one thing. To make a fantastic app and put it in the app store and have people pay attention to it and also have good, uh, you know, screenshots for documentation and everything else is, is a real challenge. And, you know, let's talk about how that works because you can do, you know, static images, uh, you know, capture video. Um, you know, animated GIF, those kind of things, but they look real nice. You know, we can all do that, 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 that sort of, you know, standard desktop screen capture or the capture from within the simulator. But I kind of feel this takes it to a whole new level. Uh, so sort of what is, what inspired you to sort of look at this and go, I, I can do better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's actually funny. Um, I think 10 minutes before we started this recording, I was in the middle of, uh, Rocket Sim 11 i revisiting the whole recording, screenshot, capturing system to also support Apple Watch, the new Vision Simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, a lot of new features that you know work in relation to touches and such. But to take it back before we go into all the new features that I'm working on, when I started working on RocketSim, there was no option to create a screenshot from the simulator or to create recordings as we can today in the simulator. Um, I'm using SimCTL, SIM Control, which is like a command line tool, and we had the options there, but it was not really easy to use, right? You need to open the terminal, and you need to know which command to type before you could create a video recording. And I was showing off my features while I was working uh, on my day-to-day job that we transfer to the designers, you know, like, hey, I implemented this new feature, check it out. But yeah, it was not fast enough. So I wanted to improve that workflow. So I started to implement a recording feature in such a way that it's easy accessible, right? Um, for those that don't know, you have the simulator window and Sim is kind of like a floating window next to your simulator that follows along. And you can press a button record and it will record instantly. But just recording was not enough for me. You often try to add bezels around a screenshot or even better I couldn't do it without rocket Sim is is adding bezels around a video and then eventually I was like wait the designers can't really follow along where I drag or where I touch so maybe let's add touches as well and so on and then I was like wow wouldn't it be cool if you could add audio recording that's <laughs> not something the simulator can do so, and and that's actually an issue. I opened in 2021 and I fixed it this year, January, when Screen Capture Kit became available. You know, it felt amazing to finally fix that after <laughs> two years. But yeah, altogether, if you put that all stacked on top of it, you are now able to create recordings with support for Portrait Landscape, show touches, add bezels, change the background color, the frame color, have audio to it. You know, it's quite, quite a bunch and... Yeah, I think that all together made it it possible for me to really show off the features I'm working on to my colleagues or maybe on Twitter or any other social platforms.
0: It is such a game changer for me because, uh, you know, originally I come from years and years of, um, you know, a designer background. And so, you know, doing like the screen capture and then editing the screen capture and so on was something that was kind of just a general workflow for me. But when it came to sort of becoming a a mobile developer, developer in general, you know, I realized and said to myself, wait a minute, I I am spending way too long making these screen captures, right? And and like you said, you know, you take it, take the picture, or you take the picture of your desktop, prop it down. Now you got to go find the right bezel frame for the device that you want. Put it in there, fit it, do everything else, and then export it. And so when I found your app, I was like, Oh yeah, this is you know it's one of those moments where you're like, thank goodness someone solved this problem, and then you suddenly realize <laughs> all the pain you had been going through, uh, you know, unnecessarily, yeah. <laughs> and, and you, and then like you say on top of the video too, it's like, oh yeah, and then um I was using a th- I, I won't name, it, but I was using a third party tool to do my screen mm-hmm. captures just to get things like the 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 finger touches, the simulated touches, yeah. and everything else. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's really useful and, and folks don't underestimate how cool that is because, you know, especially if you think like you're doing onboarding screens, onboarding videos, things like mm. that. And, and you know, you, we all do the thing, right, like, you know, oh, there's a some text that says top tap this icon in the top right corner or something, um, but to show that touch communicates it so much easier and so much oh, okay. more conveniently to people uh you know you, you've solved the language problem right we, we, we all yeah. know the the go there and touch that so you know. time for a break hey everybody it's peter widdham here from the compulsory podcast i want to tell you about set app set app is a service that provides a subscription fee of just ten dollars a month And you get access to over 200 Mac applications. And it's also available now on iOS as part of that deal. I use the service because it just has a ton of really good first-rate apps that I use all the time. And for me, it's invaluable as a developer to have access to tools for things like APIs, for planning projects, uh, writing emails, writing documentation. And you get all of these things including database apps, all of that kind of stuff, right there on the App service for just $10 a month. You can use as many or as few applications as you need. If you're interested in checking this out, go to p e t e r w i t h a m P-E-T-E-R-W-I-T-H-A-M.com forward slash App S-E-T-A-P-P, and you can see the details there, and it's got a link that you can go over and start using the service and see how it works out for you. I strongly recommend this to every Mac user. Break time over. You know, that, that really is a big feature. And, you know, uh, something else that I only recently started using and I'm ashamed of myself because I only recently started doing this. I, and I know it's a, re- you know, they're sort of, I, I'm going to say relatively new, but they're relatively new to me, at least. Uh, the grid mm-hmm. and, and especially the ruler oh, yeah. as well. So talk yeah. about the, you know, talk about sort of, the you know the ideas where you came up for the for like the ruler and the grid, which really is super useful for checking my layouts as well.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, you you know like R- rocket RocketSim to me is also an answer to the energy I want to put into my personal projects. Right? Like I really love working on it, and I started developing like um, so. So RocketSim has a debugging feature for myself which kind of like draws the screen rect of the simulator so I know where to locate the touches and calculate them percentual you know like yeah it's like a background story of how it works but I suddenly realized like okay so I know exactly where the simulator is positioned and when I knew that that's when I started to show the window next to the simulator but eventually I was also like wait a second, wouldn't it be awesome if you can show like a grid on top of the simulator, which you can use to align elements? So I was working on that. And it's a simple Swift UI view that I put on, on, on top of that view that I already had. Ah, okay. Put a few yeah. dividers, you know, like horizontally and vertically. And I had a grid and I had a new feature. and That was awesome. And then I started thinking, maybe I can add rulers to it. So I added that. Um, I recently added distance. So you can show the distance mm-hmm. between rulers. I'm not sure if you know. Yeah,
0: I found pretty, that pretty, pretty awesome. I found it by yeah. accident and I'm like, wait, what's this? And then I'm like, ooh, I needed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, w- I'm waiting for
1: TipKit, uh, you know, so, so I can actually explain that to you. But, um, but, but originally, like the whole comparing feature started by, uh, there, there was an app called Flawless, Flawless yes. app, which was also a simulator tool, which really inspired me because they did awesome things, which I couldn't really understand. You know, I, would, I, I, I think I can say I'm like a simulator expert, but <laughs> I couldn't really follow along. Um, so I got in touch with the developer and we had some fun chats and eventually it was bought by another company and unfortunately they decided to not continue development, so yes. there's no Flawless app anymore. But that comparison feature, I loved it, right? So... What do you do if it's not there anymore? Mm-hmm. And you have the possibilities, you try to build it yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 actually the first thing that I implemented before rules and grids even. Um, that really you know makes a difference for many that have to implement a design pixel perfectly.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, I'm glad you bring up the flawless app because. Um, you know, I was lucky that when they were building that, they reached out to me and they're like, Hey, you want to, you want to beta test it and give us feedback. And I was like, yes, I do. Absolutely. Yes, I do. And I remember, um, I can't remember who it was now that bought it, but I remember, you know, after working with them and they were saying, you know, it had been bought and I was like, OK, well, you know, it's kind of one of those. This is fine. This is fine. And then yeah. it went away and I'm like, this is not fine, <laughs> you know. Oh. So I'm glad that you were able to, you know, talk with them about it, because, of course, at least for me, um, that was a natural comparison. Um, you know, pardon the pardon, that was not intended for the comparison tool, because it was great. I could load up and, and like with yours now. You know um load up an image right load up that concept art that we've come up with in sketch or figma or wherever, yeah. Yeah. and now match my layout to it and and that's a you know it it's a nice feature that just saves you you know anything that saves you like flicking between a couple of apps or a couple of screens you know is a big deal and uh I recently found the magnifier as well. and uh, i was was having some fun with it because for folks who don't know at the bottom there's a switch that i think if i remember rightly it's like uh bind to device or bound to device and i was like i wonder what happens if i switch that off and i'm like ooh, i'm now zooming my whole desktop and i was like this is great (laughs) this is great and and i do want to mention one little thing that that you may not have realized you've done but at least for me this is also a, a relaxation tool because for folks who don't know it, <laughs> uh, take the simulator window and I'm actually doing it right now. Take the simulator window and then just move it around the screen and, and you have this nice little floating effect that sort yeah, of follows yeah. it and, and puts it by the side. And you're like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah. I, so it's actually a funny story. If you, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, go for it. I was in Singapore this year at iOS Conf SG, a great conference, by the way. And I was chatting with Adam Bell. And um, I'm not sure if you know him and if you follow him along, but he is really into animations. Um, he, he works at Netflix and, you know, um, he has he has great knowledge there. And yeah, yeah. we were chatting about RocketSim. And um, what I like the best is when people don't use RocketSim because I'm like, okay, I need you to start using sim that's my next goal, right? What do I need to change to make you use RocketSim? Yeah. So we started discussing, and we, we, we talked a bit about ideas and search. and he was like, oh man, you know what you should do? You should use a spring animation, you do it like this and that, and then uh, you know it should follow the simulator nicely, and then and I was like, okay, spring animation, right. You no? okay, <laughs> <laughs> where, where do I start? And yeah, I think before maybe. the end of the day, he shared me a sample project with the code that I could use. And oh, well. I think on on a on plane back to, to Amsterdam, I uh, I implemented it and I was like, wow, damn, I, I should, you know, add more animations to it. Also based on his great uh, presentation there, by the way, where he really showed off like how animations can, you know, add, really level up your, your experience mm. in mm-hmm. the app. So there's all kinds of little animations that I added since but definitely this one is the yeah the most impressive one I think yeah
0: oh yeah yeah it, it's a lot of fun you know it because it, it becomes one of those things where you're like can I trip this up somehow what if I do this really quickly and you're like no no it's keeping up and um yeah. like you know like you say those little things like you know when you rotate the simulator and it and it finds mm-hmm. its new home and things like this yeah. and they're just I love those little things like this in tools that give you that, that moment where you just sit and smile and go, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it is. It's, it's what's like, the challenge, by the way? oh, I can well imagine because I was thinking about it. This was the thing I was like, you know, even with the rotation, uh, and, and the yeah. movement, I'm like, that's a lot of computations and a lot yeah. of calculations and also checking like, which way did it go? Where is it now? You know.
1: Yeah, and to me it was a classic um, example where I hit a certain performance wall. You know, like at, the, at a certain level, you just add new SwiftUI views. You don't really think about the drawing performance. You know, like I'll wait till the performance hits and then I'll dive in. And now suddenly I had to, you know, be buttery smooth in terms of like animating from position X to Y and. There, I realized like my drawing was not optimized at all. I was redrawing the whole s- side window oh, constantly, okay. which you know the the first version of that window following along was not following along. You know, <laughs> <It just laughs> not pretty. <laughs> so, no. no, 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 So yeah, that that was a pretty fun flight to Amsterdam. I can tell you.
0: Uh, I would imagine. Yeah, I, it's probably it was probably like those that first time we all all use SwiftUI and and you. You do, you put in like a spacer or something and you're like, where'd mm-hmm. it go? <laughs> I know it's yeah, here somewhere, but yeah. where did it go? Yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah. And, that, and that's funny too. Um, because, you know, like I say, a lot of this tool for the listeners and the viewers, you know, a lot of this is about making you more efficient and, and, and giving you the things that you need there without having to switch tools, without having to stop and start and do all these things for, for just some of the you know those simple questions of did i get my layout right or what's wrong here you know why does this look yeah. like it's aligned but it's not which is why i love those guides and being able to drag those guides to the position you know even sometimes i i kind of treat them a little bit in the in apps like yours and everywhere else that has these as like a live ruler right it's like okay you make when i used to do my designs on paper and sometimes i still do you grab the ruler, and it's like, are those are those level? And and I can just yeah. pull down a guide very quickly and check. I'm like, yep, I'm good to go, you know, um, and things like that. But it is also, you know, there's a nice uh, the way I can describe it for folks. And and the easiest way is to say, go get it. We're going to put all the the links in the show notes and and try it out. But you know, there's also things like an accessibility tab with the convenience of just hitting the toggle to turn on and off. Whichever combination you want to check right there. And I, yeah. you know, and, and yes, you can go up into the simulator menu and do your best to try and find some of these things. But it is another one of those of, you know, when you realize someone said, yeah, but what about if I just give you a list next to the simulator and you, you do it right yeah. there, right? So th-
1: this one is interesting, right? Like the the options are actually available within Xcode, right into Xcode. But the thing that happens is, you know, you're working in a simulator and you wanna, you know, invert coolers, for example. So you go into Xcode, but Xcode becomes the frontmost application and the simulator is gone. And then you need to do the switch, and then you need to go back to the simulator. It's a small difference compared to what RocketSim does, but. RocketSim allows you to stay in your flow, right? Like you can switch those toggles and nothing changes. You can immediately see it happening. And that to me are examples of what I want to achieve, right? Like it's those small things that keeps you in the flow that might make you more productive and actually help you to get to the goal you want to reach for that day. Um, So yeah, it's a small, but I think important addition to RocketSim.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because I think that also, you know, having those, you know, like for accessibility, for example, having it right there and that easy to check these things, I feel is more, you know, it, it makes a developer more likely to use them because yeah. you're there and you're like, Oh, I should just check that. Right. You know, even something like the, the dynamic font sizing that I hope a lot of people are using because mm. um, I've, yeah. I've fallen foul of not using it and then discovering to my horror. When someone ramps up the font size on a small screen, you're like, "Whoa, that looks ugly, you know. Um, yeah. So having them right there, you know, developers and, you know, even testers, what whoever it may be, is more likely to check and use and take advantage of these things, which, of course, is nothing but a good thing for the app and especially a good thing for the user. So, you know, yeah. it's that, that psychological benefit of, huh, what does that look like, you know. Yeah,
1: you um, touch upon an interesting point. So you you might think RocketSim is only used by developers, but I actually have quite a few uh, QA engineers, right, that that test applications that reached out to me for recently. For example, they they used it to create videos, and if you do like a side edge swipe to you know pop a few, uh, that touch isn't visible. So if I could add that. You know, um, yeah. but it, the interesting part to me was that it's a QA engineer. And I was like, oh, wow, they use it too. And for them, those environment toggles, you know, make total sense. If you can easily track oh, yeah. and, and change the size and such. But yeah, ma- maybe there are engineers that don't even know those options exist. Imagine you're just getting started developing. Um, I hope you already installed RocketSign at, at that stage. If not, you know, maybe it But um, yeah, you, you might use RocketSign to actually find out about those options. That's a really good point.
0: Um I know like developers that I work with and and uh like you say QAs and testing. You know, once you start saying to them and and you know I know the folks I work with they they probably are like, oh no, he's gonna Peter's gonna do it again. Um is to you know when you say well, what does it look like in dark mode? Have you checked what the screen scaling does? You know, um and even something like that just just inverting the colors, right? You know, and, and invariably the answer comes back of like, hmm, no, I hadn't thought of that. It's like, well, you, you're, you're going to do it now, you know, um, and, and, yep. you know, if you was to, you know, take the hint from Apple, um, they're going to want you to do it. Right. You know, because I think that, you know, I something that's sort of underlying here is taking advantage of the features, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people look at rocket sim or tools like this and go oh it's a screen capture tool it's like well it's more of a sanity check than just screen capture yep. you know um because it's a good way of finding things before you send it to the store and get that rejection and wonder why you know take the take the five minutes go through the options right you know it, it really yeah. is that that quick and I, you know, I, I I can remember my life before I found these tools, and mm. it was a, you know, you very quickly learn the shortcut for the for the run in Xcode, stop, switch to the, yep. you know, thing, rotate the uh, simulator, and all of these things, and then a tool comes along, and you're like, wow, this is this has really helped me out here, you know, and so I, I really I, I I cannot stress it enough, and and folks, please understand, you know. Part of the reason that I wanted to talk about Rocketsim was because how much it changed my workflows. <laughs> and for those who don't know, it's like, look, firstly, I don't understand how you don't know, right? <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but secondly, it's like, trust me, just do this today and you can thank me tomorrow. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. and But this is an interesting challenge for me, right? Like, I, I mean, I have quite some followers on Twitter, but if I look at the number of followers and the number of active users for Rocketsim, there's so many users that I could still convince to use it, right? Um, even though I have a reach, it's, it's challenging. And then uh, th- there's a certain moment that one decides to start installing RocketSim, and I'm tracking using Amplitude anonymously, and I'm, I'm, I'm super hooked to looking at those statistics, right? So I got my onboarding flow, and then what I do is I kind of, like, monitor each stage of the onboarding, and I try to see where somebody drops off. And the interesting part to me is I think 40% of those that start the trial don't do anything with the side window. Some don't even see the side window. 40%, I'm like, that's insane. So they will probably never decide to continue that trial because they don't even know what it is. So I'm I'm still trying out new things to really educate them, and I'm now thinking about maybe really pushing a video in front of their face like this is rocket. Make sure to continue Mm -hmm. your journey, right? And, and i I forced launched the simulator right after the sales view so I know for sure the side window will show up for them and they kind of are <laughs> maybe more likely to try it out um, but yeah, I think that's that's a general uh, challenge with the products we develop right like how do you ensure that one understands the whole concept of your app and for for a health and fitness app, it might be much easier because it's a core concept. But for a thing like where there's so many tools and so many different engineers. Like, how can I kind of like predict what they need? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is an interesting um, uh, look ahead, right? So one thing I ask you during the onboarding is like. Uh, give access to recent builds. It's it's a core feature I need to show you uh, things like, um, you know, deep link testing or location testing, all those kind of things work with your bundle identifier for the recent builds you have. But what I can do without touching any private data, right, is determine whether your recent build supports location. And mm-hmm. if it does, you might be more interested in um, location simulation features. So... What if I change the onboarding and show you a video how location simulation works, right? Maybe that makes you more likely to like RocketSim. Um, And those kind of level of thoughts I actually have right now.
0: I like that. I like that way of thinking about it because I'd never thought about onboarding as, you know, for me, when I'm doing onboarding with apps and that, you know, and and I'm sure for for many users as, as well, you know, your, the, the common experience that makes sense is put a few screens up front, um, or a video, something like that. You know, you, you sort of swipe through them, uh, giving them the, like, here's, here's the major things you need to know to not instantly hate my app. Right. Right. You know, and yeah, then yeah, once yeah, they've yeah. got through that, I like this idea of, Hey, I noticed you've been using location a lot. Let me tell you about this, right? There's this this yeah. tool here you can use and things like that. That's a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And another related improvement I did recently is a new sales view that resulted in a 300 plus conversion oh, uh, nice. improvement. Um, and the funny thing is like many say like keep your sales view simple to the point, uh, you know, make it really clear which buttons to tap and search. But since I got so many features, I decided to go to, um, like, they often use it with web products. You know, those pricing tables where you have a long list of features. Um, and research shows that for, for many of those websites, it converts much better. Because those that doubt, they start scrolling through the list of features. And eventually, they know much more about your product. But it's also, in the end, more convincing. Because it shows a more overall picture of what you have to, have to offer to them. Um, so after I implemented that variant of the sales view, you know, it was an incredible increase, and ever since, I think my my running trials um, doubled, which is quite amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna gonna say because I I actually like that detailed view that you have because um, I I know for me I've been there more times than I like you you find an app that you like. And, and, you know, whether it's a desktop tool, a mobile tool, whatever it may be. And then, um, you, you go to like, okay, you've convinced me I'm, I'm going to purchase this, right? You know, and then you go to that view, um, in some apps and it gives you this, this very limited al- almost like, you know, like, Hey, this is going to cost you $10, not, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and maybe they'll tell you a couple of points of what you're going to get, but you're sort of left wondering, you know, what am I, you know, psychologically, what am I going to get for this? Right. You know, do I, do I even need to give you the $10? Right. So actually I Mm -hmm. like that view that you have that has that checklist because I think, you know, that, that psychological viewpoint of when you're scrolling down through something and you're seeing the one column's got an awful lot more checkboxes than the other one. Now you're like, well, I want to be one of those people, right? I want to be in that yeah. column. Mm-hmm. And so I actually really appreciate that, that detailed view you put in there. And I'm so glad to hear that it, that it's working out because I, I would imagine, and I can understand, you know, first you're like, ooh, people are going to want this complicated view. But I think, especially when you're talking something like developer tools, you hope that they're doing their homework and really yeah. looking into these things and they're not going to, you know, it's not one of those like um instant purchase, like 99 cents and forget it kind of things where they probably, you know, didn't even read it. Right. And, and I think yeah. the developer tools and that, I hope that everybody stops and pays attention and looks at the details and says, you know, um what, what what's the difference between the two? And, and also if there's a, Particular key feature they're looking for excuse me um the you know where's my check mark right that's the one that i need you know yeah um yeah. and just having those simple columns too because we've all been there with the web products and things like that you go there and there's like five columns and you're like i have no idea which one is the one that i yeah. need you know
1: so yeah. thank you Indeed. for doing that yeah 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 and in, in a small addition i added as well is like In the footer, I kind of mentioned, like, hey, I'm an indie developer for this app. Um, By buying that subscription, you're actually supporting me directly, right? It's not that you pay a certain big company or such. Um, I have no clue whether that had a positive impact as well. But I figured, you know, maybe that that buys a little more, you know, goodwill or anything like that.
0: Yeah, Um, I I hope it does because I'm I'm always, you know... um, telling folks in my, you know, when I'm doing my live streams or my podcasts or just showing other people, Um I'm always saying yeah. to them, look, you know, support the people that make the tools that enable you to do what you're doing, right? You know, and, so, and I get yeah. it, you know, yes, we're all like when it's a big company, you're like, I don't know, you know, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm just, you know, giving into them. But when it's an indie uh, developer or something like that, or a small company support them, right? And also along yep. with that, give feedback, right? You know, there's, uh, it is so important. If you're using, I, I, I try to do this as much as I can. If I'm using something and I find a feature that's changed my world, you know, I, I reach out to give good feedback, you know, right up there with the, Hey, I got a problem because you want people to know. The, the time and effort they put into something absolutely paid yeah. off. So I really do yeah. hope that it did make a difference for you and that folks do it <laughs> because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, um uh, pools like this, uh, th- th- they change the way that we work as developers and reward the people that have saved you that time and pain. Um, uh, is there anything else that I've, you know, we've not covered here in rocket sim that you want to, you want to discuss? yeah so I think it's interesting to look ahead right so So one thing I do is I
1: really listen to the voice of my users because there's so many things I love to build that I risk building something that 's not per se what my users want to build. I think it's a general problem to have, but I really want to make sure that the time that I have, I spend well because most of the things I actually like building, so it 's a matter of you know picking the one that's the highest priority based on user feedback. So the benefit I have is that I'm working with developers. So I actually have a GitHub repository where where one can open an issue, request a, a feature, and such. And inside RocketSim, I have a roadmap view that's actually open source. So if you want to add that to your app, that's possible too. But it allows you to vote on what I believe are the next prominent features that I want to build. And Based on that, I kind of like set a roadmap for the next coming quarter or quarter or two. And right now, I'm already doing beta testing with Rocket Sim 11, which will, uh, like I said before, include uh, OS and Vision OS support for, for those simulators. Um, but another thing I'm working on, which you might actually appreciate, is the fact that um, touches will be visible constantly. So it kind of like moves with your mouse. Um, so it's not appearing, disappearing, but it will constantly be visible. And I'm also working on like adding a little scale down, scale up animation when you do the touch. Oh, okay. So I really want to like level up that, that um yeah quality of recordings. And you'll be surprised even more when you see the touch constantly visible. It it yeah. really makes a difference uh, to me at least. And um it's challenging. Um I'm learning a lot about keyframe animations and uh, I don't know. It's it's a super fun project. I, and I then do secondly, like that, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You'll sure uh, be able to try it out soon. The other thing I wanted to mention is that, um, many requested, so, so many apps are localized, right? But if you now want to test your app in different languages, let alone in different time zones, that's super challenging on the simulator. Mm-hmm. And with that, I mean, if you want to change the language of the simulator itself, it needs to re- restart, which is time-consuming. Um, the time zone you can, I think, only change if you change the time zone of your Mac itself. Hmm. So that's also not really helping. And what I do when I get such requests, because the users request like, hey, can't we change the language from from RocketSim? Or can we change the time zone from RocketSim? And um, hmm. I found a way that probably allows you to do it by just relaunching your app alone. And so that's another feature I really want to implement soon because if you're in a workflow of testing in several languages Mm -hmm. or maybe having a calendar app or anything related to dates, being able to switch time zones immediately, maybe even by changing the simulator location and do it all together, you know, you switch location to New York and then you switch it to France and the language becomes France and the time zone Mm -hmm. becomes from France, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, that's, a, that's, that's another feature I have in mind, which probably won't make it into 11, but maybe 11.1. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to make those users uh, excited about it to uh, yeah, expect it coming soon.
0: You know what? Right? You, you may not realize it, but actually um, that's huge. And, and I'll tell you why. Because um, I, off the top of my head, I can think of four apps that I work on in the day job. All of them. Have multiple languages and massive amount of countries around the world. So uh, actually, that that's a killer feature right there. So it, it'll you know hey it, it'll be worth the wait because uh, we are uh, my the apps that I work on off the top of my head uh, three languages and counting right uh, three localized languages including like you said you know date time and currency. Huge parts of those applications. And, and it is also something that again, you know, making that localization, uh, more accessible to the developer and easier Mm -hmm. to work with. Hopefully it'll convince more folks to, uh, you know, think about that, do that. Right. I I know for my own personal apps, I'm, I'm guilty of just doing them in English because it's a, you know, it's a side, side project and, 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 and I admit that I'm, I've just been lazy. Um, but yes, yeah. something like that is, it would be huge. So thank you for that. See, I, I want to say I, I saw, I think it was a Twitter post from you, uh, a few of them about the watch. And I was like, Ooh, that's cool too. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I guess I, I'm going to have to go there and, and ask about it. Cause, uh, yeah, you know, vision OS and the simulator on there. I'm sure at this point, many, many people listening, uh, or watching developers. We've all done it, right? Pulled down the, the, the vision OS simulator ran, run the app quickly. And, and some of us have gone, well, that's nice and moved on knowing that we'll have to come back to it at some point in the future. So, uh, yeah, yeah I would imagine this is going to give you a whole unique set of problems to solve right there from a simulated perspective, right? yeah totally.
1: yeah it was actually fun for me to try out right like you try out your app on the simulator. I try out RocketSim next to the simulator. uh It was funny right like like how how does it even work and it turns out that pretty much of the simulator is similar to the other simulators, like uh the environment toggles they worked right away um the overlay with the grids worked right away as well, but I have the problem of the 3D dimension, so the grid doesn't really make any sense there anymore, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so there, I, I made some decisions of hiding certain features that I thought, like, they don't really make any sense on the vision simulator. Um, but, yeah, it was an interesting journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so one thing that I, that I would love to explore in the future, right, like, if you imagine developing with vision, on your, on, your, you know, on your head, actually using the device, right? So don't think in simulators, think in the actual device. And um, if you use Xcode in that view, that's that's amazing, right? You have Xcode, you have all side, uh, multiple code windows next to you, you just turn your head and you see a second window, that ID. Um, I kind of want to be in that space with RocketSim. So that means a vision OS app, so not like a simulator-attached mm. app, but really on Vision OS, you will have RocketSim as a window next to, next to Xcode. That's yeah. kind of like yeah. a step further, so to say. But, um, yeah, it, it's yet to be seen what I can do um, and how it really works. But, in fact, yeah, I'm also thinking out loud now, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> in a way, it's, it's, it's similar to what I do today, only attaching it to Xcode instead of, like, on the simulator. And I'm thinking about, you know, showing like statistics or something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure yet what to really do, but I just want to really explore that space.
0: I believe there's room for developer tools in that space. And how fantastic it would be to do a lot of these things. Um, and I, right there in the headset. And I love this idea of, you know, here's, here's the app that I'm working on in the headset. And then looking to, to one side or something like that. And I've got something like rocket SIM where I can make minor adjustments, go back and look at it and see it right there. And, um, you know, do it that way because I don't want to interrupt my flow. Right. If I'm, if I'm testing or running in a VR, AR environment, my tools need to be there too. And then I realized as well, I'm like, yes, this makes perfect sense because what we're essentially saying with the headset is I've got an infinite canvas, right? So it makes sense that I should be able to have all these other windows there as well. And and maybe some of them are read-only, like you say, the statistics or, you know, something like yeah. that. But then some of them being interactive too. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, now I am talking about an app designer in the mm-hmm. headset and seeing the app. Yeah. And then you realize but that's where this is kind of going and this is where it needs to be, you know? So, uh, that's going to be really interesting. And I'm looking forward already to reading your, your posts and and everything else on this and, and, you know, sort of going through the, the, the pleasure and the pain with you. Um, I know some folks (laughs) that I've been watching with the headset and, and they've hit issues, um, in the sense of, you know, something not being available, And it's like, well, maybe it's not available right now. Maybe it's just too early in the the process and hopefully it will be later on. But what if it isn't, (laughs) you know, and things like that? Anything else you want to cover or talk about? And I should tell folks, we're going to put links in the show notes for all of this stuff, right? Go to avandaly.com. Um, because, you know, you also have a wealth of content on there that I think is super helpful (laughs) and very interesting to developers as well. But is there anything else, um, I've not covered here? or brought up that you want you want to dive into
1: well yeah i guess if if one of the listeners decides to use rocket jam and decides to not continue using it or not feeling convinced um i would love to you know get in touch right like i, I will not force you to use it but i just want to <laughs> learn from your experience and see how how i can improve um obviously also feel free to let me know if you found it great and you started using it or if you miss any features.
0: Um, but yeah, I just want to open the door for uh, getting in touch. That's uh that's one thing. And if you're not a rocket SIM user, um, I, I I hope you will be right. Please, please, please go away. Try this right again. Links. We'll put links in the show notes for everything. Try it out. And and I will say too, um, I, I do want to add this, you know, the, the, the price for the pro version, um, I think is extremely reasonable not only for the tool that you're getting, but you know again, as we mentioned earlier uh as developers support other developers right um and you know I'm just gonna say it just just go get the pro version, trust me on this right once you've used it if if um you use it for ten minutes, you'll be like okay you you convinced me, go sign up so uh, Antoine, thank you so much for joining me today and, and taking the time out. I know how busy you are and, um, greatly appreciate, you know, us being out of a line schedules for this because I so desperately wanted to tell you how much I love this app. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'll do a podcast. That's the easy way to do this. So thank you so totally. much. I appreciate it. Tell folks where they can find you. Um, again, we'll put links in the show notes. Um, but for those maybe listening in the car or something, uh, give them all the details, please. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for inviting me. This was uh this was a lot of fun and I'm you know always happy to talk about RocketSim. People can find me on uh, dot as you said before. I would definitely encourage them to follow me, uh follow my newsletter as well. It's a weekly newsletter full of Swift curated content from the community. If you're on Twitter, it's TwanNL T-W-A-N-N-L and LinkedIn is also possibly uh, a place you want to follow me but you know it's all findable by going to
0: afly.com and I'm pretty sure those links you can find in the show notes absolutely yeah yeah, you yeah. yeah follow him uh like I say you know you when I see something come up on Twitter like like the watch I was like Ooh that that was worth the the scroll through right just to just to find yeah, it you yeah. know um and and I know that you're very active with a lot of content and and that too um and very receptive to these things so thank you on behalf of the the developer community all right folks so that's what we've got in this edition um you know I always like to highlight really awesome developer tools that make a difference in my life and I I believe will make a difference in other people's lives as well again we'll put all the links in the show notes but that's what we got for you uh you know if this has been helpful you know you know what to do all the usual things right but but mostly the most important thing reach out and and, and say thank you for everybody so that's it folks we will see you in the next episode thank you